This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments, a weekly podcast where we proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings. We're entering the 24th week in ordinary time, the 24th Sunday on Sunday, September 17th. So as we come together, we actually on this day for the Franciscan community, particularly, we remember the stigmata of St. Francis. And so we've had recently in the church, the exaltation or the triumph of the Holy Cross on September 15th and September excuse me, on September 14th, and then on September 15th is the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows. So a beautiful time for us to reflect upon the cross of Christ and beautiful readings are going to reflect that the pure love of Jesus comes in his mercy in forgiveness. We'll get a lesson on forgiveness today. Uh, There's this beautiful theme of pure love, and we are called to reflect God's mercy in our lives. So let's begin this Sunday with the collect prayer, which we hear proclaimed. And again, I I love for us to turn our attention to this prayer, the prayer that everyone hears in the proclamation of the liturgy for this day and a prayer for us from the church. Let us pray. Look upon us, O God, creator and ruler of all things and that we may feel the working of your mercy. Grant that we may serve you with all our heart through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. And that line in this prayer that we may serve you with all our heart really will come to fruition as we ponder the meaning of these scripture readings today. Our first reading goes to the Old Testament. We have a reading from the book of Sirach, chapter 27. Wrath and anger are hateful things, yet the sinner hugs them tight. The vengeful will suffer the Lord's vengeance, for he remembers their sins in detail. Forgive your neighbor's injustice. Then when you pray, your own sins will be forgiven. Could anyone nourish anger against another and expect healing from the Lord? Could anyone refuse mercy to another like himself? Can he seek pardon 
for his own sins. If one who is but flesh cherishes wrath, who will forgive his sins? Remember your last days. Set enmity aside. Remember death and decay and cease from your sin. Think of the commandments. Hate not your neighbor. Remember the Most High's covenant and overlook faults. The word of the Lord. Our responsorial psalm, Psalm 103. The Lord is kind and merciful, slow to anger and rich in compassion. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all my being bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The Lord is kind and merciful, slow to anger and rich in compassion. He pardons all your iniquities, heals all your ills. He redeems your life from destruction, crowns you with kindness and compassion. The Lord is kind and merciful, slow to anger and rich in compassion. He will not always chide, nor does he keep his wrath forever. Not according to our sins does he deal with us, nor does he requite us according to our crimes. The Lord is kind and merciful, slow to anger, and rich in compassion. For as the heavens are high upon the earth, so surpassing is his kindness toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he put our transgressions from us. The Lord is kind and merciful, slow to anger, and rich in compassion. Our second reading, a letter from St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, none of us lives for oneself, and no one dies for oneself. For if we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, we die for the Lord. So then, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. For this is why Christ died and came to life, that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. The Word of the Lord. Our Gospel reading. A reading from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 18. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him who owed him a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, the master ordered him to be sold, along with his wife, his children, and all his property in payment of the debt. At that, the servant fell down, did, an, did him homage and said, be patient with me and I will pay you back in full. 
moved with compassion, the master of that servant let him go and forgave him the loan. When the servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a much smaller amount. He seized him and started to choke him, demanding, pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had the fellow servant put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now, when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have had pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? Then in his anger, his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly father do to you unless each of you forgives your brother from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The beginning of this reading from Sirach, chapter 27, and into chapter 28. This is the theme of, we hear in the Our Father, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And if we pray the rosary, we pray that Our Father prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, five times, six times, uh, many times a day, we can pray that Our Father prayer, which reminds us that we are asking to be forgiven as we forgive. So if we really start to think about that, wrath and anger are hateful things, says Sirach, yet the sinner hugs them tight. Can you imagine hugging tight, anger and hateful? It's true that when we go down the path of anger and vengeance, and I want them to repay for what they've done to me, for what they've done to my loved one, for what they've done to my country, to my church, to my people. I, and, and I want that to be paid back in full. The further we go down to the dark side, I'm a fan of Star Wars. I love the film series Star Wars. And there's always this, this you know, be it, you know, and of course, in the dark side, they're saying, oh, you don't know the power of the dark side. But there is a power in if we continue to hug anger, hug hateful things, it will continue to lead us down that dark path away from the Lord, away from mercy. Forgive your neighbor's injustice. The neighbor is unjust. There are injustices, and yet the call of the wise, the call of the Lord is to be forgiving. When you pray, your own sins will be forgiven when you forgive your neighbor's injustice. 
Remember your last days. Keep always that final moment in your mind. That should change your heart to be a heart of love, of forgiveness, of mercy. Set enmity aside. These are great words of wisdom coming from Sirach today. Think of the commandments. Hate not your neighbor. Remember the most high's covenant and overlook faults. Can we do that? There's no way that we can do that without God's help, without God's grace. That's why we call upon the almighty God, our father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Glory is your name. Glory are you, O Lord. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Are we going to follow our father in his example? The example is right here in the Psalms. The Lord is kind and merciful, slow to anger. The Lord doesn't hug anger. The Lord doesn't hug hateful things. He's rich in compassion. He's rich in compassion. Will we imitate that? Boy, that's the question we have to ask ourselves every minute of the day, every day in our lives. Will we follow the way of the Lord? In this gospel reading, we've been listening over the last few weeks of these lessons of forgiveness. And Jesus even gives Peter last week, these different stages, stage one, stage two, stage three of calling your brother in to question. If your if your brother offends you in some way, first, you know, together. Let's talk about it. Then bring in some others to counsel and then bring in the church. There's these layers of mediation. And yet there will be times when that brother is insistent and will not, will not turn away from their evil. And so I don't know if Peter's trying to get a clarification in this and asking, well, Lord, okay, that sounds great. But how many times should I forgive my brother, my sister, the one who offends me? Should it be seven times? How often should I really forgive? And really, Jesus's answer is it's unlimited. You're not keeping a checkmark list. We're not. Oh, OK, Joe, Joe, Joe. Joe said, I'm sorry, three times. OK, let's see. No, we're not counting the cost. We're not counting how many times one offends us. We're unlimited in our ability to give mercy, to be forgiving. Forgiveness is not about the other person. You know, God gives his forgiveness because God is love. You know, God so loved the world that he did give us Jesus Christ through the Blessed Virgin Mary, by the power of the Holy Spirit, and he sacrificed him on the cross. His blood was poured out for us. 
all that mercy flowed. So I always have this divine mercy image with me is to remember, oh, blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus, the heart of Jesus upon us. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. The last line of this gospel reading so will my heavenly father do to you unless each of you forgives your brother from your heart. How is your heart dispositioned? Is your heart following the heart of the Lord or has it hugged anger and revenge? And I want to get my due. I want to be compensated for that which has offended me. You know, we have to look to the cross. And I think that's the greatest example of forgiveness, that forgiveness isn't waiting for the offender to say, I'm sorry, and to really mean it. And for the offender to do some sort of uh, reparation for the sins that they've committed. Okay, I'm going to compensate with this financial uh, gift, this compensation. You know, Jesus wasn't looking down on the Romans and those in church leadership who were who were saying crucify him. He wasn't waiting for them to say, oh, we're sorry. No, he just simply said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Jesus's forgiveness comes from who he is. Jesus is pure love. Jesus is pure mercy. Jesus is pure forgiveness. And he calls his followers to a different way of life, a way of life that doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense. You know, we have, as we should, we have laws and we have ways that we compensate when you offend a law, you you speed through a, a, a traffic light, um, you know, a hit and run, it, murder. We have all of these laws and there's some sort of payment for the law. And that's how we can hopefully run some sort of a just society. But in Jesus's law, it even goes beyond that because Jesus's law is a law of love. And when we follow that law of love, we, we baffle the world. We baffle the world because we turn the other cheek. And even if the person who offends doesn't say, I'm sorry. They may even not know that they've offended us or offended the church or offended my family, whatever the offense is. Many of those who offend others don't even recognize or they simply don't care because they have hugged that anger and vengeance for so long that now they are living that way of darkness. There's a great reflection from St. Ignatius of Antioch. And this is quoted in, in conversation with God. And we're talking about the theme, unlimited forgiveness. 
and think about the stories that we hear, story after story of the early Christian martyrs that continue to be persecuted, arrested, imprisoned, and then killed, horrendously killed because of their love and their their fervent faith and belief in Jesus Christ. And the witness that we can give as a Christian to be a person who forgives, not because of the offender, not because of anything outside. It's because this is who I am in my relationship with Jesus Christ is I am one who forgives because Jesus taught, Lord, forgive as I forgive others. And so my heart is called to be conditioned to follow the heart of a loving Lord. So this is what St. Ignatius of Antioch says, our practice of Christian pardon and legitimate self-defense can bring many souls to the faith. There's this idea of the witness. You know, we're called to be witnesses to our faith, and maybe that witness will bring another soul to Jesus Christ. This was how the first Christians behaved in the face of calumnies and persecution. As he prepared for his martyrdom, St. Ignatius of Antioch counseled the early church at emphasis. And here's the quote. This is really powerful. But pray unceasingly also for the rest of men. For they offer ground for hoping that they may be converted and win their way to God. Give them an opportunity, therefore, at least by your conduct of becoming your disciples. Meet their angry outbursts with your own gentleness, their boastfulness with your humility, their rivalings with your prayer, their error with your constancy in the faith, their harshness with your meekness, and beware of trying to match their example. Let us prove ourselves, their brothers, through courtesy. Let us strive to follow the Lord's example and see who can suffer greater wrong, who more deprivation, who more contempt, Thus, no weed of the devil will be found among you, but you will persevere in perfect charity and sobriety through Jesus Christ in body and soul. No matter what kind of offense we receive as a Christian, and there are a lot of offenses out there, there's a lot of offenses, and there's a lot of temptation to, again, divide our Christian community because of these offenses. You know, we're called to be a people of peace. We're called to be a people who forgive. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. There is a judgment. There will be a final justice. That final giver of justice is not us. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. And at that last moment of that last day, each and every one
one of us will see the Lord face to face, eye to eye, and heart to heart. Will our heart resemble, be a reflection of God's merciful heart? Will we be the master who forgives a debt that is un, uh, unpayable? In that parable story, that servant, there was no way on earth that that servant could pay the debt that was accrued. Yet the master, because of his heart, was compassionate and 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 he could never repay, but he gave mercy anyway. What lesson did that servant learn? Absolutely nothing. His heart was not changed when mercy was given upon him. And that's too bad. That's a shame because that led him down a path of embracing anger and vengeance all the more. He went down the dark path. And yet when we are filled with God's love and mercy, when we are a person of forgiveness, a person of mercy, we're doing that because we love Jesus. We are living and imitating a life of Jesus Christ. No one can forgive the debts that have that are completely in offense of one another. You know, when we offend one another, that can't be cleaned up. It can only be forgiven. It can be forgiven when I say, and I truly mean, I forgive. Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. Choose to be a person who forgives. Choose to follow and imitate the merciful love of Jesus. Can you do it alone? Absolutely not. We need the help of grace through the sacraments. We need the help of our blessed mother. We need the help of God himself. We need God's grace and mercy through, yes, confession, Often we need those graces so that we can more resemble the Lord and we can forgive because we are a people who forgives. Even in the greatest atrocities of the world, in the greatest wars and injustices against human humanity and human kindness, we will still remain if we choose to be God's disciples, truly God's disciples. We will be limitless in how we are people who forgive. So let's follow the Lord's invitation that we will always be a people who forgives. No, it's not easy. It only comes through reflecting and resembling and imitating the life of Jesus Christ. God be with you. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MaterDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.